This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. I received an ominous WhatsApp on my phone on the 18th of February, which is almost a month back. It read, Afternoon, Madudula. Let us go there in big numbers so that our government can see that we are tired of undocumented foreigners. Please wear your Dudula t-shirt, white t-shirts if you don't have one. Tell your neighbors, colleagues, family, friends that tomorrow all roads lead to Hilbra. To talk about what the implications of this WhatsApp and what Dudula is, I am absolutely delighted to have Romy Peterson. She is the founder of Africa Awake, an, um, an NGO that counters xenophobia and who is literally on the ground dealing with the implications of organizations such as Operation Dudula. Romy, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Charisse, and thanks for the opportunity. Romy, I saw you roll your eyes and look horrified when I was reading that WhatsApp. If I'm getting this WhatsApp, it means lots and lots and lots and lots of other people are getting it too. What is Operation Dudula? So, Sharice, Operation Dudula are, you know, no one rare. I mean, everybody knows who they are. They're not a secret organization. You know, in the past, there've been all sorts of xenophobic um, attacks and things that and no one's really known sort of who was behind them or who was at the back getting it going. Whereas now with Dudula, they are out there. They are not shy. They are on TV. They are on radio interviews. We obviously all believe that it's politically, there's someone in the background that nobody really knows who to trace it to, but it's obviously politically motivated. The big problem I'm having with Dudula, first of all, they say that their whole thing is about ridding South Africa of illegal immigrants. And the reason is they say South Africa need to take South Africa back and reclaim the streets and reclaim all the businesses. And that's basically what they're saying. However, they have been moving around with the support of South African police, not in all areas, but in some areas. And there have even been instances where the Department of Home Affairs has actually joined them on some of their movements. And what's basically going on is they're moving around and really they haven't, the excuse was it was to, you know, try and root out illegal foreigners. You know, again, there you have to, one has to stop and actually look deeper into that statement because really, can any human being be illegal? You know, these are man-made borders at the end of the day. It's it's a piece of paper. Furthermore, our Department of Home Affairs is in such a terrible state and particularly with the refugee and migrant sector, you know, the asylum system has been in collapse for many, many years now with lockdown or the COVID lockdown, you know, those refugee um, reception centers were closed for over a year and a half. So people weren't even able to renew their papers. So, you know, that's a big question in itself. You know, what is an illegal person? Most undocumented people aren't undocumented by choice. They have had cases at home affairs or with UNHCR, and they've been waiting for years and years. So really, most of the people that land up suffering with Dudula's movements are actually just hardworking individuals trying to make a living like everybody else. Whether their papers are up to date or not is 99% of the time totally out of their control and not their fault. So now you've got the doula moving around as if they are, you know, employed by government. You know, are they the government or do they have the right to go around and ask anybody they want to for their papers, for their documents? Who are you hiring? You can't hire that person. You can hire that person. To me, it's just totally unbelievable that they've 
been allowed to carry on doing this. And they, they were in Alex over this last weekend. Things went really bad. Um, and it's just carrying on. And then to lead me to my last point is that they haven't stuck to what they've said. You know, this is more than about illegal immigrants because what they've been doing is they've actually been, even if people can produce perfectly in order permits or documents, they're saying, well, we don't care. Get out. We don't want you here. So they're not even sticking to their own their own guns, what they've said, you know. Um, I don't know if you saw the news article in Alex. It was heartbreaking. I actually shared it here. You know, this was not a foreigner speaking. This is a, a South African Indian man, you know. And here's Sharpie says, just a month ago, it was looted, burnt to the burnt out. He's had to borrow money, like all the other shop owners, to try and rebuild, running around like a mad person. It hasn't even been two weeks. And they've now come in again and they've shut him down. This is a South African man. He might not be from Alex, so he might be a migrant from somewhere else in the country. He might not have been born and bred in Alex Township, but he's a South African. And even he has had to now close his store. You know, and then, of course, there's no help, Sharice. There's no one to turn to. There's no one when these people are displaced and all their stuff is just looted, confiscated, burnt, taken. People are hurt. There's no repercussions for anybody. You know, it's just, it's broad daylight. It's just absolutely criminal, in my opinion. In our last remaining minutes, what do you do? What does Africa Wake? How do you help? Really, we've always just started. We, we began because of the xenophobia. And we've never really limited ourselves to what we do. We kind of are quite organic and really just deal with things when when they happen. So largely we do help when in these situations when there has been xenophobic attacks and such, and we try and raise up funds, we try and help people to relocate. You know, there's no shelters readily available for people who are displaced. Um, another huge thing we've been doing now, which is really heartbreaking, is during this Dedula operation, many people were actually arrested and sent off to Lindela. And some of them, even nursing mothers or mothers with young children, you know, thank God we've got a wonderful team on the ground. So we're just touching the tip of the iceberg, but we have been able to help a few individuals who have been sent off to places like Lindela. Some people literally sit and they die there. They rot there forever. Their own country is not helping. Their own embassy is not sending buses. So how it works in, in Lindela is you have to produce your own money for a bus ticket to deport yourself, basically. Otherwise, they just keep you in there. So we have been providing emergency funds for that kind of thing, you know, running up and down, trying to get um, nursing mothers and mothers who've got young children who are now just at home and their mother just goes off to more, you know, in the morning to work and just doesn't come back. You know, it's unbelievable. It is, it's, it's so unconstitutional. It's, it's really hard to believe what goes on. Um, so we really are here in emergencies. We do what we can to help. Um, usually speaking, you know, we're always on the ground. We used to be involved with quite a lot of workshops and that kind of thing. Um, not as much anymore, but really when the need arises, you know, we, we are there. We used to also engage a lot with government and with the Department of Home Affairs. Um, but it, all of that kind of also came to a stop during COVID. You know, the whole world just stopped. So, and even with that, you know, it was always really futile, if I'm honest. 
you know, there's an agenda. People want what they want. So you can fight and stand on top of the rooftops and scream your head off. But, you know, this is a really big problem and a really big fight, you know, and it's just sad that innocent people suffer really badly for this. Romy, what would you like our community to do? Because it's actually, it is in our areas. It's in Orange Grove. It's going to happen in Norwood. It's going to happen. It's going to spread. It's already spread to other regions. It's going to go national. What would you like people to do? How can we help? I think people could just, I think for a start, just be more conscious, you know, about what's actually happening and what the real story is. And also for people in our community, you know, we know what it's like to be the other more than anybody else. And for people to just also not get sucked in by the propaganda, you know, that illegal immigrants are causing all the crime and doing all the this and stealing everybody's jobs, you know, that's actually totally all unfounded. It's not fact. So I think the first thing to do is for people to just try and find the truth and try and be more aware of what really is going on in terms of being able to help. Sadly, there is not much a normal citizen can do other than spreading hope and truth. Um, If anyone would like to get more involved and help, unfortunately, as usual, money, that is what is always needed is funds because the truth is people get displaced they lose all their stock, get stolen. They then go home. It's in the same area. The same crew are there telling them, get out. We don't want you here. And people are left completely stranded. So we really do need funds because we are literally just in a very grassroots kind of a way. We just help as many individual families as we can, you know, one by one. And we help get them to a new area of their choice so that they can relocate or give them the first month's rent or whatever it may be. Give them that little boost so they can start up another little new business somewhere else. You know, most of these people, you can't just say go home. It's not that simple. If they could just go home, they wouldn't have been here in the first place. And a lot of them are from faraway countries, Burundi, the DRC, and countries that are suffering with major genocides and all sorts of war. And, you know, I help a lot of refugees who have got no limbs, you know, their limbs have been chopped off and our country really is doing absolutely nothing to help and support these people. It's it's dreadful. Rami, you are literally doing God's work. Absolutely. So it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I love your passion and I admire you for what you do. I really do. So keep up at it. If anybody would like to contact you. Contact me, I guess the easiest. Can I just give my phone number? Sure, or you, or they can contact me, and I can contact you. Whatever you prefer. Yes, yeah, sure, Sharice. Please, you are welcome to give out my number to anybody who would like to help or get more involved. I'll say my number anyway. It's zero eight two three double one five one three nine. Um, that's probably the easiest way to get hold of me. Um, I'd also like to just thank you, Sharice, for always always being the person to bring this to the forefront. You know, I really appreciate it. And also all the support that Africa Awake gets from the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. It's really been unbelievable, especially during COVID. You know, we've been trying to look after the forgotten communities and the Jewish Board has always been by our side. They've never let us down ever, ever. And I just think everybody should know that, you know, and I just am very proud of that. And I feel very grateful that I have you guys as well. And thank you, Sharice, for giving me this opportunity. Absolute pleasure. That was Romy Peterson, who is from Africa Awake and is currently fighting Operation Dudula.